You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode number 63, Triggers. Hey guys, how are you? I hope you're having a great, fantastic week. Thank you for tuning in each week. I appreciate you. We are going to discuss a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and that is talking about triggers, okay? Now, when you put the word trigger into Google, this is what comes up. It says, a trigger is a stimulus that elicits a reaction. In the context of mental illness... Trigger is often used to mean something that brings on or worsens symptoms. This often happens to people with a history of trauma or who are recovering from mental illness, self-harm, addiction, and or eating disorders. Okay. So this word has been accepted, generally speaking, amongst mental health professionals in describing how individuals who've experienced either a traumatic experience or when they're in the midst of grief will have things come up that will elicit some sort of emotional or physical response. And what they like to refer it to is triggers. Now, most of you know that I have gone through a grief educator program through David Kessler's grief educator program. And his recommendation for us, especially because when we are speaking to grief, right, and how trigger can be associated with either gun violence or suicide or things of that nature, it can be a triggering word in and of itself, hence the name trigger, right? And so he has recommended, and which I do agree with, that we should probably move away from this word more and replace it with something that describes what is really happening and also by allowing that word to not be associated with getting a triggering response. And that word is activated. And so for sake for doing my part, I'm just going to use this word activated instead of trigger. So when we discuss this topic, just understand what I mean when I'm saying activated, that I'm talking about the triggers. Okay. All right. Now with that out of the way, I'm going to talk about being activated. Okay. Now it's really interesting. I've been thinking about this topic because I remember shortly after my sister had passed, I went to the movie theaters and I watched the second Frozen with my daughters. And it was really interesting because when I was watching the scene when 
Anna felt like her sister was gone and that she had died and the grief that she was feeling and the sadness she was feeling and she was singing that song about it. And when I was watching this, and this is an animated show, it started to activate a response in myself that I wasn't expecting. And I couldn't even help myself. I was in the movie theater crying. I had my two daughters with me. And it just brought up all of those emotions because I was feeling what she was feeling in this scene as I had felt and really could, what's the word that I could relate to, right? Because I had experienced losing my own sister. And it was interesting because it just came out of nowhere. I had been doing really good. I had been really settling into my acceptance and finding meaning and really feeling like I have progressed a lot, yet that scene activated me to a point where I was feeling all of those emotions of grief, of sadness, of depression, of all those things, and I wasn't expecting it, right? And it's been well into this work that now I do understand that there's going to be times, no matter how much you have worked through and how much you have done to work through the grief that you've experienced losing your loved one to suicide, that things are going to activate it, right? You're going to have conversations with people. You're going to maybe read a passage in a book, or you're going to read a news article about something that will also activate in a response. You will probably watch shows. You'll see sometimes in some of the movies and the things that come up, a scene will pop up where a suicide takes place in the scene and it activates all kinds of emotions in you when you weren't expecting it. And honestly, you didn't even know. So you were taken back and taken by surprise. And so there's a lot of different scenarios and situations you could find yourself in where you are going to feel somewhat activated in whatever it is that you're in. So I really wanted to talk about that with you because I feel like it's important to understand some of the things that you can do if you find yourself in one of those situations, okay? And I think we should talk more about these things because I don't feel like we do talk about them enough. And I think it's important that we do so that we can spread more awareness and that we can be more ready to handle it when it comes our way. So here we go. Okay. The first one I want to talk about today when it talks about, when we're talking about feeling activated is to really get curious about your reaction. Okay. And I'm talking about really approaching yourself with some curiosity. First of all, when you are feeling activated, I really want you to pay attention to your physical response. Okay. I'm talking about the physical sensations that you're feeling, the feelings that you're feeling in your heart, the feelings you're feeling in your stomach and in your chest, the feelings that you're feeling in your neck and your face. Okay. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to what's going on with your thoughts, with your mind, right? Maybe you just go blank. Okay. Maybe your mind go somewhere else. Maybe it gets distracted. Maybe you start thinking about something else, right? I think it's really important to pay attention to those because 
if you're really understanding and really know what that physically feels like for you, you're going to recognize what that what is happening to you from the very beginning. The next area that I want to talk about is pay attention to your emotional reaction, okay? How do you feel when you are experiencing, when you're feeling activated? Do you feel sad? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel angry? Do you feel fear? Do you feel panic? Okay. Get really good at understanding the emotions that you're feeling. Because if you understand that you're feeling very anxious or you're feeling very um, panicky, okay, or you feel all of this rage bubble up inside of you, okay, it, it will be a for sure sign that you're beginning to feel activated, okay? So really pay attention to those things. Pay attention to your physical and your emotional reactions and just really get curious about them and just to understand them, okay? Now, I don't want you to go and be judging yourself when you do this, okay? That's not what this is about. This is about just understanding what is happening to yourself, okay, as you feel yourself activated, okay? All right, now the second thing I suggest that you do is just to practice pausing, okay? I never want you to really react immediately, okay, when you're feeling activated. So one of the things I suggest with my clients or even with family members that when they're feeling activated, just leave the situation, okay? Just walk away, just leave it or turn off the movie or hang up the phone, okay? If you can't necessarily immediately walk away or immediately hang up the phone for some reason, try focusing on your breath, okay? Take deep breaths. If it's a conversation that you're having with someone and they say something that really activates something inside of you, instead of immediately reacting and responding, I always recommend just to repeat what you think they have said to you. Maybe just repeat it back to them and say something to the effect of, okay, so what I hear you saying is, and then make the statement of what you think you heard them say, okay? Because when you do this, one of two things happens. Well, one, you either misunderstood what they said or what they meant by what they said, okay? Or number two, it will give you a little bit of a break, a little bit of time, to think about how you should react, okay? So practice pausing, just take a break, walk away, hang up the phone, leave the conversation. And if you're stuck, take some breaths, some deep breaths, or repeat what they said to you back to them so you can clarify what they're trying to say, or you can have a minute, a break, to think how you're going to react before you immediately react, okay? All right, so practice pausing. The next one I always recommend is allow yourself time and space to feel your emotions. I say this all the time as a coach, that you really need to allow yourself some time and space to feel your emotions, to really experience them for what they are. Acknowledge them, 
right? There's something about acknowledging your emotions that is extremely powerful and validating, right? When you're able to say to yourself, I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling a lot of shame. I'm feeling angry, right? Nobody likes to admit when they're feeling angry, yet this is a human emotion that all of us will probably experience at one time or another, okay? This is not like abnormal, right? So I think there's a lot of power in acknowledging the emotion that you're experience, experiencing, okay? But I also on top of acknowledging the emotion, I really want you to give yourself permission to have the emotion. Give yourself to permission to feel angry, okay? Give yourself a permission to feel fear. That's interesting where I will see things where at least this is what I was taught. There's nothing to fear but fear itself, right? But here's the thing. When people are saying these comments and giving you these quotes, there may be a lot of truth in them, but at the same time, it brings about shame for experiencing these emotions. But the truth is that experiencing emotions is all part of our human experience and that we need to experience these emotions. It's part of being a human being. It's part of having a human experience, right? So I think it's really important to just allow yourself and give yourself permission to have whatever emotion it is, right? Just say, it's okay. I'm feeling afraid totally okay. I'm feeling really sad. Totally okay. I'm feeling really angry with my loved one for dying on me like this. It's okay. Okay. Allow yourself to have the emotion. Allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to experience it. Okay. It's totally fine. You've done nothing wrong by feeling your emotions. All right. The fourth thing I want to talk about is that if you find yourself routine, routine, ugh, can I even talk? Routinely activated, or if you struggle to manage them, if you struggle to manage all of the activating things, okay? Every time you're feeling activated and you're struggling to manage it, it may be time to work with a professional, okay? Now, you can seek out counselors. You can seek out trauma therapists. There's a lot of professional services. A life coach like myself really is great at doing a deep dive into your emotions and your feelings and really helps you to understand them. And I have found that a coach can really allow yourself to understand what is activating you how you're processing it, and how to work through it so that these things that do activate you will activate you less and less. I find it to be super, super effective. So I highly recommend seeking professional care, professional help, if you're finding yourself being activated very routinely. Okay. The next thing, which I think I think this is somewhat obvious, yet most of us are not doing it because when we're dealing with grief, a lot of times we forget about this. So I think it's important to mention 
But one of the biggest things that we can do to help us feel less activated is really taking care of ourselves. Okay. I think self-care needs to be top of mind. We really need to double down on our nutrition, on our hydration, getting outside and getting some fresh air, right? Exercise and mental health. Okay. I think all of these things are so important to do to really make sure that we are nourishing our bodies and our spirits and our minds, right? We need to take extra care of ourselves because if we're in a good, healthy space, when we're in situations and people will say things to us or we'll hear stories or things of that nature, if we're not in a healthy space, then we're going to find ourselves feeling more activated, feeling more negative emotions surrounding the activation, right? And it's going to be more difficult for us to get through the activator, okay? So I think it's really important to take care of ourselves, do what we need to do, make sure that our bodies are being exercised. I think one of the things that I have found for myself and I've mentioned on this podcast before, is when I get out and exercise, it does huge things for my feelings and emotions. When I can go outside and just go for a nice long run, it just allows me to think, to process, to deal, to experience the feelings. Sometimes when I'm out on those long runs, I'll just cry. I'll just allow my emotions to be what they are. I'm just with myself on the pavement and just feeling and processing. And when I finish that run, I feel so much better because not only have I taken care of myself physically, but I've allowed my mind time and space to really process whatever emotion it is that I have experienced. It doesn't necessarily have to be running. It can be anything. It could be a walk. It can be going out in the mountains. It could be bird watching. It could be going golfing. It could be just taking your motorcycle out, whatever. Just allowing yourself some time and space to give yourself clarity and to be with yourself and to take care of yourself at the same time is huge. I cannot emphasize it enough. And like I said, it seems really obvious. A lot of people are not doing this and it is huge towards helping yourself to be strong enough for when these activators come your way to help you process it and deal with it and get through it. Okay. Now, one last thing, and there's more, there's definitely more to this list, but I feel like these ones are the ones that I feel like are most important is setting boundaries. Okay. Now I did a whole podcast episode on boundaries. So if you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to it because I say a lot about boundaries, but for the sake of this episode, if there are people in your life who tend to say things that cause you to be activated, I think it's imperative 
for you to understand how to set, establish, and fulfill okay, the consequence of boundaries. I think a lot of us know what our boundaries are, yet we don't really know how to communicate them clearly. And I think it's important to understand that we need to communicate our boundary, okay, to whoever it is or whatever it is. Maybe, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be a person. Maybe it's a boundary you set for yourself on how much news you read, okay? Because I know for a lot of survivors, myself included, watching and listening to the news was very activating for me. If I heard about a celebrity who died by suicide, it activated a lot of the emotions that I felt when my sister died, okay? Maybe setting a boundary on what you allow yourself to partake, right? Because you don't have to watch or hear those stories. Maybe it's someone that you're dealing with in your life regularly, and they seem to be crossing your boundaries and your boundaries are very activating for you, right? I highly recommend clearly expressing what your boundaries are to your loved one, right? And you don't need to do it in a mean or a resentful or harsh way, okay? You can do it in a very kind and generous way, but setting that boundary with your loved one is very important not only for yourself and not but it's also for them right because it establishes terms for your relationship and i think everyone needs to understand what boundaries are right have you ever noticed like when you're raising your kids and you don't set boundaries and they just do whatever that they want that when they get older and they're still crossing boundaries left and right they don't know that they're doing anything wrong because they never were taught, right, how to not cross boundaries because they never were taught to, right? And it can be very difficult for them in their life and their relationships and their jobs and in their workplaces and their careers and their friendships and everything else, and it can impact them and affect them. So I think it's really important to understand how boundaries are not only for you, but they're for the other person as well. Okay. Now, like I said, I go into a lot of details on how to set boundaries in a previous episode. So go back and listen to that. But I think that's also a very important thing when we're talking about how to help and prevent us from being activated. Okay. All right, my friends. So those are the top ones that I wanted to discuss today. I hope this has been useful for you, especially if you have been really struggling with feeling activated as of late. And I think a lot of people are, we see it in the political climate. We see it in the media. We see it in relationships all across the board. So I think it's important to know these things and to try these things. And I promise you that if you do, you're going to feel a lot better and it's just going to be a lot easier for you to deal with the activators. Okay, my friends, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Until then, bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. 